And welcome back, everybody, to another illustrious edition of Before the Three Count. I'm your main man, the man with the plan, the guy that's got it all in his right hand, G.A. West. And I'm coming at you with simply the best host in the whole wide world, the one, the only, Osiris. Now nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, we're about to get interested. <laughs> nah, but it's the un- unnamed host with the most, uh, you know, uh, y- you know, y'all favorite uh, podcaster, you know, top five, dead alive. But uh, sure, yeah. Sure. <clears throat> um, so I haven't seen a whole lot of wrestling this week. So I'm going to um, let you uh, tell me and the fans as well uh, what went down uh, this past uh uh, week. <clears throat> yeah, man. This has been a uh, big week in wrestling. Um, as I feel like every week is going to be uh, going forward. Um, you know, Triple H at the helm of WWE. He is in full I'm in charge. It's my time now. Um, I don't know for all those that remember the old school Triple H theme song. It's my time. My time. My time. Has the changes been subtle or has it been a total, you know, 180 uh, from night and day contrast of when uh, Vince was uh, running the the meetings, uh, what, three weeks ago compared to now? Yeah, um, I'm going to call it a subtle 180. Okay. Um, I feel like it's a, whoa, mosquito just attacked me. Um, (laughs) Took it down with one shot, though. Wow. (laughs) And, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I said, the man with everything in the right hand, I came through, slap, and uh, that mosquito went down back. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Triple H, I feel like it's one of those if you know, you know kind of things. Okay. And, uh, for those that watch the old black and gold NXT, like yours truly, uh, and I was a big fan of that product. Uh, for me, that was the best wrestling on television. And uh, you can definitely see Triple H's handprints all over the main roster now. So uh, both, both Raw and SmackDown. Yes, Raw and SmackDown. <clears throat> so what are some of the what are some of the changes? <clears throat> yeah. Um, well, right <clears throat> off the bat, mm-hmm. uh, I don't remember who it was. I think it was Seth Rollins. Okay. But, uh, they used the word wrestling in a promo. What do you mean? Like, they said, like, oh, like, I'm, I'm wrestling or something like that. And, uh... Why was that a thing? Vince McMahon, that was one of his banned words. Really? Yes. So, what were they using? What would he have guys say in replace? Guys had fights. They had matches. They were superstars. They were not wrestlers. Okay. But did, was that ever a thing, like, in the other eras, I guess, did they ever say wrestler? Uh, no, that was really like the past twenty years. Like that, that's really become like a big, big deal. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I never caught on to it. <clears throat> but yeah, yep. Guys, uh, guys became superstars, not wrestlers, because Vince McMahon was not in the wrestling business; he was in the entertainment business. Okay. And, well, uh, yeah. Well, they've always. I mean, they had shows called, you know, <clears throat> on Saturday uh, mornings called WWF Superstars. Yes, they did. So when did he ever use wrestlers as a, a term? Um, 
That is a very, <laughs> very attractive question. How you bring uh, something back that was never used? <laughs> and uh, maybe he never did use it as a term. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it. Um, but uh, so yeah, maybe that's been a forever thing. I feel like it's a past twenty year thing, but I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, yeah. Well, <laughs> no one was ever like, oh, brother, I'm a wrestler, um, right? <laughs> So, with that being said... Uh, I guess yeah, that's maybe. new, then. What's that? I said, I guess that's new. Yeah, yeah. So that's now, with that, when that installed, would that have a big impact on how it, the, the brands looked? Or is just a little, like you said, a subtle thing? Um, That part of it, subtle. Okay. Um, but another, here's another subtle part. Roman yep. Reigns. Um, and it's funny, because this is the, the wrestler thing I read about. Okay. Um, the, but this one I watched and I popped when Roman Reigns said that Paul Heyman was in the hospital. Yep. So that's another Vince no no. What's that? You don't say hospital. Okay. What did he say before? Medical facility. I guess more he's, I've heard like hospital before, like especially during the Attitude Era when they always had those like ambulance would take guys to the hospital or when they would fight. Check, check, segments check at the, the hospital. Tapes. Check the tapes. Is that the okay. medical facility? But again, just another since it's subtle, but is it gonna make the brand that better with verbiage well, like I, that? I think uh, with these small things here, the idea is yes. there's less handcuffs. The talent can uh, say what they want to say. Um, okay. I read that uh, Kevin Nash said that. He believes Triple H is going to let guys uh, cut their own promos and sink or swim. Now that is going to be a big thing. So yes. that's good. hopefully they won't be so robotic with their promos. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. And uh, so I think that's going to be a big change um, that we will notice. But uh, some of the <laughs> some of the more immediate impact Triple H changes. Yep. We talked about uh, SmackDown uh, two weeks. Well, we talked on last week's episode of Before the Three Count. We talked about the week prior SmackDown with the return of Killer Cross. Yep. And uh, so right off the bat. Well, Scarlet. And uh, yes, with Scarlet. And uh, also Io Shirai. She's back. Dakota Kai is back. Yep. Um, so, you know, Triple H definitely quickly, I think, put his fingerprints on things. Raw this past week opened up with a women's brawl. Okay. Um, I feel like that's something not seen previously. Um, that, so that had Triple H's fingerprints all over it. And then the end of Raw, Dexter Lupus showed up. Okay. And uh, so again... So more... I thought he was in um, uh, Impact. Um, he had done some stuff with them. Okay. Apparently he was not under contract because. Uh, okay. Yeah, he showed up on Raw. All right, and he's been gone. He did his ninety. Um. Oh yeah, he's definitely did his ninety. Okay. I felt like it. I felt like his release wasn't like too long ago. It wasn't that long ago. Okay. Um. But it was. Yeah, it was that last round of like NXT releases, and that was. I think that was before Mania. Oh, okay. So, like right All around right. Mania. So, Who got yeah. released first? Him or Cross? Cross. Okay. Okay. All right. So is Dexter Loomis uh, doing the comedy thing like he was in NXT with uh, Old Girl or 
Jesse Bass's original, um, like, serial killer look. I believe he's back to his original serial killer look. Okay. All right. But do they expect everybody to forget the last time he was in there? About, you know, the whole, you know, wedding and relationship and him and Gargano, that whole thing? I think they expect people to forget it because I don't think a lot of people watched NXT. Really? Yeah. So do they know who he was when he appeared again? Um, I didn't see the segment. Okay. So I'm, I'm not sure how the crowd reaction was. Okay. But, um, but yeah, I mean, from the stuff I've read, well, number one, right off the bat, just looking at it from a numbers perspective. Yep. Yeah. NXT doesn't even have half the audience of SmackDown or Raw. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, they're probably like, eh, like this audience, it's just like with Killer Cross when he debuted on the main roster looking like a sex slave. Um, <laughs> I think the, the thought was, well, the main roster doesn't know him, so this is how he's going to be. Okay. But uh, now, thankfully, Triple H has erased that, that image and uh, let him be who he's meant to be with his leather jacket and his lady. How's he? How's he? How's he um, looking in the ring? I know they're trying to book him strong against the whole Roman uh, program, but how's he looking? I don't. I don't think he's wrestled yet. Um, I haven't watched this past Friday SmackDown yet. Okay. uh, You know, he just debuted the week before, and it was just a run-in, which I did finally watch uh, after we recorded last week, and uh, it was pretty good. It was. you know, Roman's in the ring, McIntyre's talking about coming down and taking him out, and then all of a sudden, the lights dim, and the music hits, and uh, it was fun for me, because uh, the princess, she's a big fan of Killer Cross as well, and uh, for her, it was a surprise, so it was fun for uh, me to watch her be like, <gasps> you know, and uh, so that was pretty cool. Uh, I'm curious to see what he did this past week on SmackDown, but the big news coming out of this past week's SmackDown... Uh, again, Triple H busting out the NXT hits. The return of Hit Row. Hit Row, Hit Row. Hit <clears throat> really? Row. Yes. But Swerve is uh, in AEW. Yeah, no Swerve. So uh, Top Dollar, um, B. B Fab. Yeah. And Ashanti. And who? And Ashanti. Was he, he was with the, the original? Yeah. Okay. All right. Funny enough, the whole time, I always thought Ashanti was the girl and B-Fab was the guy. Okay. B-Fab's the girl and Ashanti's the guy. Oh, uh, okay. Um, yeah, so, all right. Uh, if, you're, if you're Swerve, are you just like, what's going on here? Yeah, um, I, I, was, <laughs> I was wondering what, how he feels about it. Um, <laughs> you know, because, I mean, at the end of the day, you got you to gotta, you gotta work, got to make money. And Swerve had the opportunity to go to AEW, so he right. Then he said, "Wasn't there like some heat with him and Top Dollar for the group disbandment?" Well, people thought that. Okay. Swerve and Top Dollar recorded uh, a rap together not too long ago. Okay. All right. So things must be all right between them. Triple H digs the stable. I didn't think that would be his like you know bread and butter. Apparently, that he likes them. All right. Brought them back. And uh, well, without Swerve, do you still see potential? That's a tough thing. Um, because I'm like, Swerve was the worker of the group, right? So uh, I'm like, you know, it'll be interesting to see, yeah, how they move forward. Um, 
and it's funny actually i saw top dollar tweeted uh he said please stop recommending every black wrestler you know to be the new member we don't need a new member right now <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were about to say like to be the nation again uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh right. people uh, are, to are they on the main roster, roster? They're, they're not on nxt though they're on the main roster right main roster smackdown okay so are they heels or faces um, that's a good question. I'm not sure. I didn't see it. I just read oh, okay. read that they returned, and I saw Top Dollar's tweet. Okay. But uh, I assume they're going to be faces. Are they going to allow him to keep on tweeting? Wasn't his tweets problematic at a point, too? Um, that's, that, that is the rumor and innuendo going around, and uh, particularly that he upset Vince McMahon. Okay. But um, the Not thing that I've read is that, yeah, I was going to say right. Triple H were always cool is what I read. Nice. That's good. So, yeah. You think we'll uh, get the reformation also of the Hurt Business then? If, uh, you know, since Vince is out the, out the pocket? <clears throat> I personally would love that. Um, I don't expect to see it, though. Uh, twofold. Right. One, right now, Bobby Lashley's really over as a baby. Really? He's on fire? Yeah, he's on fire. He's the U.S. <laughs> champion. Um, he's carrying the title well. The belt looks good on him. Like, it looks okay. like it, it was made for him, almost. Okay. Um, and, uh, and yeah, he's really over. Um, people are really digging him. Uh, I think it's, you know, he's the big jack dude. Got a nice smile. Military yep. guy. Like, he's a good guy in real life. Like, I can knock it behind all that. Accomplished uh, fighter. Yeah, yep. Legit accomplished fighter. And what belt does he have, you said? U.S. Now, does that... Is, is, <clears throat> where, in your eyes, and then I'll ask, you know, about the fans, in your eyes, where do you put the U.S. belt and um, prestige? <clears throat> well, I mean, I, I feel like over the past few years, it's lowered in prestige. Okay. Um, but I'm like, in its, in its day, which is like the 70s and 80s in WCW, NWA... Right. Um, I mean, that belt was the equivalent of the Intercontinental belt, um, okay. which in its day was also a very prestigious title. But I was going to say, as a kid, uh, I always felt like in WCW, that the TV title, obviously because it was you know um, put on the line every TV taping, was like pretty much like their second belt uh, behind the you know, heavyweight title. And, and I definitely get where you're coming from on that. Especially with uh, the, the folks that always had, like, Booker T, Steven Regal, uh, I think, like, theme, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, names had it, you know what I mean? I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> um, I always thought that was the IC belt. <clears throat> yes, yeah, so same with the IC belt. I, I guess I would say the U.S. belt, and now I'm like, I need to pull up the Google machine, and let's see if we can get a history on this thing. Right. Um because I'm like, I know there's a period of time where the U.S. belt was held by Harley Race, Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair. All right, so it's b- before our time, basically? Yeah. Okay. But yeah, because I only asked, like, when him having the belt, do you, do you see that as weakening him as like, a performer? Be like, oh, he's only just the, you know, the U.S. title holder. Or do you think that, like, bumps him up to, like... Because it's almost like the IC title, so lost, it's luster as decades went on compared to when once, you know, like The Rock and Triple H were fighting over at one time and then, you know, obviously before then, like Ultimate Warrior had it and then like, Honky Tonk and then, you know, it seemed like it had had weight to it. 
<laughs> yes, no, I feel you. I, I feel you on that. And uh, with that being said, I think I think Lashley is pulling the belt up. Okay. And uh, kind of like Cena did. Cena pulled the belt up for a while. He was a U.S. Uh, champ. Yeah, he had the um, that that long run with the U.S. title where he was doing the challenges every week. Nah, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, this was like, ooh, like probably 2011, 2012, maybe somewhere in that ballpark. Okay. No, not in that ballpark because he was at that time he was still he was fighting with Punk for the world title. So maybe okay. a little after that, but but yeah, somewhere like 2014, before like Cena became like an actor and everything. Yes, he had like one good long run with the U.S. title. Really, and, yeah. and it was he went he was over with it. I mean, obviously Cena, but I mean like the programs they were they were getting good reviews as him being the champion. All yeah, yep, they definitely were. Okay, all right. Um, okay, and I've got to tell you the history of, of yep. the NWA US title. Yep, it's wild from all the hands that touched it, yeah, and like names I would have never thought of. Okay, so the very first US champion, the, the show's about to get, get uh railroaded. We're, we're gonna stop talking current wrestling, we're gonna talk about the history of the US championship. We're gonna jump into our time at DeLorean. Yeah, we're jumping into the DeLorean. We're going to January 1st, 1975 in Tallahassee, Florida. Okay. Where Harley Race defeated Johnny Weaver in a tournament final to become the inaugural NWA United States Heavyweight Champion. Okay. And uh, went from Harley Race, held it for six months, lost it to Johnny Valentine in July. That's somewhat of a quick program. Right. Six months, the only hole in belt, especially with Harley Race. Yeah, for that time period. Yeah. yeah, and uh, I think that's Johnny Valentine. Do you say Johnny Valentine? Johnny Valentine. So is that Greg's uh, pops? I think so. Okay. And uh, Johnny Valentine only held it uh, until October, because <clears throat> uh, in October he suffered a career-ending plane career-ending injury in a plane crash. Was he on that Ric Flair one? I think that that was that same time. So that, okay. that probably was. Okay. Which is crazy. Yeah. And uh, so then in November, they uh, they held a ter- title tournament and Terry Funk won it. Oh, okay. <clears throat> but he lost it two weeks later. Jeez. To Jones. Wow. Wow. And this is all within the NWA territory? Yeah, this is all NWA. Okay. Um, And then in March the next year, so about four months later, Paul Jones loses it to Black Jack Mulligan. All right, all right. And then... uh, Ray's grandpappy? Yes, yep. Uh -uh. And then uh, October of uh, that year, Paul Jones... Uh, beat Blackjack Mulligan. Okay. Rubber match. The, uh, a rematch, yeah. I mean. Uh, yep, a rematch. And then what might be controversial here. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm going to definitely say this is controversial. Um, it sounds like, so it says WWE recognizes Paul Jones' reign as ending on November 28th, 1976. Okay. Uh, then it was held by Blackjack Mulligan at that point. 
but okay. like there's like an asterisk and like there's no information so i'm like, <laughs> I'm like okay what does wwe say <laughs> and why is there an asterisk yeah i'm not too sure and then making it even weirder a week later paul jones gets the u.s championship back also with an asterisk <laughs> okay have you heard the name paul jones before no i'm not familiar yeah same here so he, I don't know if he was like super big during that time to get so many chances. Uh, let's see. Paul Jones was an American professional wrestler and professional wrestling manager. Uh, best known for his appearances with professional wrestling promotions in the southeastern United States, <clears throat> in particular Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling, where he had 23 championship reigns and led the stable Paul Jones Army. Okay. And then he went on to wrestle for championship wrestling from Florida. Okay. The only Jones I know is SD. <laughs> Special delivery. Yeah, man. <clears throat> wow. So Paul Jones Army? Yep. I doubt this was all at once, but you ready, ready for this list? Yeah. <laughs> Bring on Ooh. the stable. Led by Paul Jones, we've got the Barbarian. All right. The Warlord. Ah, the piles of pain. Yeah. Abdullah the Butcher. Abby. Superstar Billy Graham. All right, he's sort of random in there. Right. <laughs> Shaska <laughs> Watley. Doesn't know who that is. Me neither. Baron Von Raschke. I feel like I, that name sounds familiar. Oh, I'm sure you've heard of Baron Von Raschke, the crusher. Okay. Uh, is he, like, bald and tall? Yes. Okay, and yeah, his, his finisher was like the hand, uh, the like the, the, the claw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. The, okay, yes, yep, yep. Yeah. All right. We got Tejo Khan. Don't know who that is. I'm not too sure myself. Um, then we got Manny Fernandez, the bull. I feel like name sounds familiar. Yeah, you definitely heard of him, even if you haven't seen him. Okay. Um, he was a big name in that time. Uh, that you ready for this one? Yep, Rick Rude. Yeah, like him and uh, Superstar, sort of random names, <laughs> right? Then <laughs> uh, we're still going though. Next up, we got Ivan Koloff. Ah, yes, and uh, then one I've not heard of, Vladimir Petrov. How big is his army? Goodness <laughs> great, it's huge. <laughs> Then we got the Assassins, number one and number two. Don't know who they are. Uh, the Assassins, that was, um, you've definitely heard of them and okay. probably even seen them and not realized okay. it. They were masked wrestlers back in the day. Okay. Um, they, they did some job matches in WWF. Okay. Uh, and I feel like they were on a couple of the early WrestleManias. Oh, okay. All right, cool. So, yeah. So, I'm like, you've definitely heard and probably seen them. Okay. Um, and then one I'm not familiar with, the Russian Assassins, number one and number two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, nope. Not familiar. And then filling out the group, the Mighty Wilbur, who uh, mighty does not Wilbur. have a Wikipedia page. <laughs> All right. Well, I've not been that mighty, but uh, that is a huge stable. Right. I'm curious, when did the first stable stop? You know what I'm saying? Obviously, we know, we know obviously the horsemen, but it sounds like this group pre precedent this, like precedent them. No, this group was apparently the 80s. Oh, really? Yeah. So the horsemen were the 70s. 
So maybe they were the first. Um, I'm checking the Google machine now. Let's see. Let's see what she says. First wrestling stable. Interesting. Yep. The, according to this, oh, hold on. No, that's not necessarily the first stable. It was called the first family stable, which was led okay. by Jimmy Hart. Um, but hold up. We got. Uh, Wow. All right. So apparently Wrestling Stable started back in the 30s at least. Oh, okay. Um, with the fabulous kangaroos. Okay. Um, so wow. That that really goes goes back. Right. The fabulous kangaroos hysterical. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh so, so yeah, I guess that's the first stables back in the 30s. Okay, all right. And, uh, so it's been a been a wrestling trope for a long time. You a fan of stables? When done right, absolutely. Um, I loved the Horsemen. I loved DX, the Nation. Um, I loved Evolution. 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 Uh, <laughs> who uh, originally was supposed to have Mark Jindrak instead of Batista. I think we discussed that one time on here. Yep. I think there's even a promo of like him in it like, yes. uh, like a one and done. Um, <laughs> so if we lived in an alternate timeline and they switched, switched that up, how do you think and do you think uh, evolution goes further or does it is this time cut shorter? Like where do you what do you think the future would have been with that? Hmm. That's tough. Because here, Here's the thing. Jindrak is probably more talented than Batista in the ring. And even at that, or especially at that time. And I was going to say, him and Randy were pretty much the same in age. So it would have been like, they would almost been like carbon copy one in A and one in B. You know what I yeah. mean? Well, it was the same look. And they, I think Jindrak's a little taller. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like like bigger, uh, but and he, he can he, you know he's more athletic I would say than than Randy. So I don't know if that would suck for Randy, you know, because that would diminish his light, or since he has the Orton last name, if that would have you know still cast him up to where he is right now. <clears throat> yeah, I think Orton would still be where he is now. He was he was set to be a star from day one. Okay back when his theme song was hey nothing you can say nothing's gonna <clears throat> take my life would away. that would he have turned rattlesnake quicker or about the same so if Jack was you know in the group i think the group might have lasted a little longer okay honestly. um so that means because i'm like orton was the first one to break out right and i'm like you know not i'm like his 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 star was always shining right but I'm like, was Batista, from, from what I've heard from uh, Cornette, <clears throat> when, when they got him at OVW, right? Like, the it's idea. Like Thiavin, what was it? Is that what Yeah, yeah, the Thiavin. The Thiavin. And uh, when he got there, the deal was like, we need this guy to be as good as possible, as quick as possible, because of how old he is. Like, but he's how got old? When he started, he was like 30 something. Okay. Okay. And, uh, so, so yeah, like, they were like, you know, just, he's got a great look, so just, you know, 
we need him ready as quickly as he can be. Like he's not going to be a long term project. Like, how long is he OVW OVW for? I think maybe a year. Okay. And say if Jim Jack was in the group, and you know, um, Batista was just come instantly as a solo guy, would his career would have turned out where it's been right now? Like, did he need Evolution to like? Propel him, or could he just you know stand on his own? No so yeah, yes. Ah, <laughs> I stand alone. Ah, we'll work out to that song tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> just on loop the whole workout. <laughs> uh, <loop. laughs> um, but uh, yeah, uh, with Batista, I don't know if you remember when he first came in. Um, he was Devon when Devon was doing his preacher gimmick. Right, I hold the collection plate. Right, that gimmick was dead in the water. I actually so, liked uh, Reverend Devon. I, mean, I like Reverend Devon, but Batista being the guy holding his collection plate was not good. Yeah, no, 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 definitely, 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 definitely. Yeah, uh, just call my name. Oh, good theme song. Yes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, so I'm like Batista needed evolution at that point to to okay. save him from being the the collection plate guy. True. But true, true, um, true. I think if they had brought him in either as Leviathan, like the monster from the deep, or if they brought him in as, as something else, but like a monster, like ready to kick butt and take names, yep. uh, I, I think he would have been fine. I think people would have got behind him right away. Okay. Okay. But um, because he came in as the guy holding the, the, the collection plate, I think Evolution needed to save him. But he, I mean, he went from holding the collection plate to pretty much like holding Triple H's belt. You know what I mean? Like, yes. But that's a but that's a much bigger position. Oh, okay. <laughs> but and, and, but puts you in like lackey role too though. To to, it to did. you know to but extent. I, I think that worked for him because people wanted to see him get out from that role. Okay. Okay. All right. <clears throat> um but yeah but what happens you drink after uh I know unfortunately O'Hare he you know, passed away. Um, but yeah. where's, where's Jindrak in, like, is he still wrestling, or? I believe he is. I, I want to say he's wrestling in, like, Puerto Rico or Mexico. Ah, okay, okay. And uh, I also believe he's a big movie star um, We're in that area as well, whichever one it really? is. Really? Yes. Good for him. And, uh, yeah, yep. So, uh, he, he's, he's done all right for himself. He, he's the... He's the the Latino Batista, except he's not Latino. Batista is kind of Latino. Batista is uh, Filipino, though. Oh, Filipino. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay, all right, all right. Um, yeah, but uh, interesting that whole sidebar we did on the uh, U.S. title. But uh, yeah. but, but I actually want to get back to it because we only covered the first year and like there's some names that have held that title that I'm like wow for NWA or other promotions NWA because I was gonna say after when WCW when the territory broke up WCW what bought their belts basically yeah yep okay and what Ted Turner had like the money for like I, I was always curious how he was able to get the NWA belt. You know, as well as, you know, the U.S. title and all the other NWA titles. Yeah, I'd have to assume he had the money for it. But I would thought, you know, all, all the those. guys, in the, I would thought all the territory guys would be like, no, nah, we're not selling to this guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, who well, do you think he is? 
And that's what I was going to say. A little interesting uh, piece of uh, trivia or whatever. He never had the NWA world title. I thought he did. The big gold, you know, but big boy belt. He had that belt, but it wasn't the NWA. It looked identical to the NWA title? Oh, no. It was was the NWA belt. Uh, Oh, but you just said it wasn't. It wasn't the, the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Oh, wait, I'm, all right, I'm so confused. <laughs> so so the, the, the belt that Flair always had around his waist, as well as all the other WWE champions, was not the NWA Heavyweight title? It, it was. <laughs> but you said it's not, though. Right. Oh, <laughs> that makes no sense. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> So, so Rick Flair. So, so back in the day, uh, the right. NWA champion had to pay a deposit. Okay. On the belt. Right. Um, I want to say it was ten thousand dollars. Okay. Um, and so when Rick Flair left WCW, <clears throat> the reason why he was able to have the belt was they they never gave him his deposit back. Okay. But where things got iffy was it was the deposit was on the NWA belt. But mm-hmm. like that wasn't the WC, but like Flair had it in WCW, right? And then WCW broke off from NWA, became its own thing. Like during that time period. So wait, all right, hold on. So WCW, uh, Turner obviously bought it at Turner, but it was he originally was in uh, uh, negotiation, not negotiation. He was uh, attached with NWA at the time. Like him and NWA were working alongside each other. WCW was part of the NWA territory. I thought WCW was an offshoot brand that Ted Turner made of himself, but he used NWA workers and titles and that, you know what I'm saying? Let's look this up. Yeah, I'm right. so, it's a little hazy, like, how his inception started. Yeah, let's see. How I thought he w- was similar to Vince. You know how, oh, even like Vince, like, they had their own company. Uh, obviously, the WWWF worked within the territories, but then when Vince Jr. came, he broke it off. I thought. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here we go. I've got some. I've got some information on this. Okay. Um, and I'm glad we're discussing this because I'm learning something that I was always very confused about myself. Okay. Um, so apparently, um, Jim Crockett Promotions. Okay. Uh was part of the NWA territory. Okay. Um, and they were airing on TBS. In 1988, Ted Turner, who owned TBS, yep. uh, purchased the assets of Jim Crockett Promotions. Okay. Which was an NWA territory. So, ultimately, um, he bought Jim Crockett Promotions, turned it into WCW, Okay. Oh, okay. but all right. Which is funny because uh, current NWA Billy Corgan, they just had the Crockett Cup, so it's a little funny. Yes. <laughs> and Ric Flair's last match uh, was promoted by Crockett Promotions. Really? So, but WCW bought Crockett the Crockett territory. Yes, and then um, so uh, I'm not exactly sure how this works, but I know Conrad <laughs> bought the rights. To, to Crockett Promotions. I don't know if you bought that from WWE, like if they had those rights or if someone, or if WWE didn't care about the Crockett part and let that go. And so Conrad was able to scoop it up in the free market. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, Conrad bought Crockett Promotions, and I believe the what I heard is that he gave it to David Crockett, like after the show. Okay. He'd be like, this belongs to your family. Huh. All right. <clears throat> all right. But uh, yeah. So all right. So TBS bought Crockett Promotions. Uh, no, yeah. Pro- uh, yeah, the territory. Yeah. Yep. Which is which was part of the NWA territory, correct? Uh, Mid South. Yeah. Yep. So okay. So that sort of makes sense. Well, how they were able to get some of the NWA belts? Because uh, when did NWA technically disband itself? I mean, I'm gonna say technically it never disbanded. But yeah, because yeah, yeah, Billy Corgan. Yeah, because yeah, I'm like Billy Corgan bought it before Billy Corgan um, bought it. Jeff Jarrett owned it. Okay. Um, because when TNA first started, TNA was NWA TNA, and Jeff Jarrett was NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Then R Truth, uh, he was NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Okay. Then Ken Samrock was World Heavyweight Champion. Now, could um, Billy Corgan? I know they have the ten pounds and gold, but could in theory, could he use the old school heavyweight title belt then? No, I think WWE owns that. Oh, okay. So when then when they bought WCW, you think that was an acquisition within the merger? Yeah, and and that's where it's it kind of confusing yeah. because because it wasn't the NWA World Title, even though it was. It was <laughs> so, so what title was it then? At, at that point in time, it was the World the WCW was just calling it the World Heavyweight Championship. Okay. Because then WCW have two heavyweight belts at one point. Yes, they had the WCW right. World Heavyweight Championship, and they had the World Heavyweight Championship. Is that, isn't that what Ron Simmons won when he beat Vader? He won the WCW Heavyweight Championship. Right. Yes. Okay. So what happened to that belt? Um, I think at some point that got dissolved into the big belt. Okay. And the big belt became the WCW Heavyweight Championship. So technically the NWA Heavyweight Belt no longer existed. Well, it does because NWA has it, and it existed throughout that time. But the, uh, okay, that's right. But they they call it the ten pounds of gold though. Yeah, they call it ten pounds of gold now. But um, it's the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Um, okay, I think they call it that because that's what Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes were calling it during their feud. Really? Yeah, I thought it was a new term. Nah, nah, that's an old term. Where it'd be huh. like the man with the ten pounds of gold around his waist. Okay, all right. All right, um, but uh, all right, that was a interesting uh, fun fact. We just uh, you know, learn. It's all crazy though. Uh, yeah, wrestling. The wrestling world is different, <laughs> right? And uh, you ready for a fun fact that you might yeah. know and our audience might not know? What's that? The uh, I don't know what you call him. He's not a general manager, but Paul Pierce. I think they call him the authority figure. Okay. Well, not Paul Pierce. Yeah, I was going to say the basketball player. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what's his name? Adam Pierce. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Not the truth. I was, I was like, well, all right. You know. Yeah. Uh, you yeah, can do the same names. Adam Pierce, the, yep. uh, the authority figure on Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, he was NWA World Heavyweight Champion uh, in the 2000s. I didn't know he was a wrestler. Yeah, he was a wrestler. He wrestled for ROH. And really? He wrestled for NWA Hollywood. NWA Hollywood? Yes. 
It's not like a NWA NWO branch. You know, like, I know, like, right? <laughs> you know, Hulk Hogan, Hollywood, Hogan, but all yeah. right. But yeah, NWA Hollywood, because um, NWA has been running this whole time. It's had multiple owners yep. and like all sorts of whatever in different periods of prestige or, or lack of. But Billy Corgan is the sole owner, though, of it now. He's like yes. the Vince of NWA. Yes. Yep. Which is amazing. I thought like, oh, the guy from Smashing Pumpkins will, you know, be a, <laughs> a wrestling promoter. I know, right? But I'm like, he's been a fan the whole time, and he was heavily involved with ECW. Like, from the get-go? Yeah, apparently, like, back in the day, um, him and and Heyman had a lot of talks. Okay. And, uh, which I could see, I'm like, oh, because Fashion Pumpkins were huge in the 90s. But they're not from Philly, though. No, but if, if he's a big wrestling fan... Yep. And Heyman's going to talk to anybody that's famous. Or oh, that has money. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh, when you put two and two together, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then Corgan, he tried to buy TNA. Really? Where does he get this money from? I think they were... Rockstar. No, but I was going to say, I know Smash's Pumpkins were making money like that. I mean, they were probably... One of the biggest bands of the '90s. That's right, but like you said, the '90s. Like there are a lot of bands that were big in the '90s. You could say Limp Biscuit was huge in the '90s, but yeah. I ain't seeing like all these bands make all these acquisitions. Well, <laughs> I, I would say probably here's the difference. Yeah, Limp Biscuit, you know, who was huge in the '90s and they were making tons of money. They were spending tons of money like rock stars. True. You've True. never heard about Billy Corgan like being out anywhere, doing anything. Like I think he's kind of a weird, like nerdy guy that like. Well, of... Yeah, you see as palely as he is, probably a lot <laughs> other than the, the shows. Like, right? <laughs> but yeah, I think he just made all this money and like just held on to it. All right, good for him. Uh, or unless wrestling acquisitions are fairly cheap. The thing <laughs> is, the WCW Vince paid what three million. Yeah, yeah. At the end so, of the day, everything out was less than five, like to get everything. The NWA was probably like a couple of thousand. <laughs> <laughs> we could buy it, <clears throat> baby. Uh, have you watched NWA? Very little. Um, I catch glimpses here and there. I wasn't sure if you you feel like he's, you know, doing a, a stand up job or. From what I've seen, yeah, I mean it's old school wrestling, studio style. Yep. Are you a fan of promoters putting themselves in, you know, uh so I call it the Sugar Knight effect. You know, they, they <laughs> jump behind the curtain, you know, they're behind the curtain that they just pop out and like up front now. <clears throat> the uh is that the Sugar Knight effect or is that the Diddy effect? Well he coined it. But because uh, I was gonna say know. like Shook Knight's like yo if you don't want your you know your producer dancing in your videos popping up or whatever you know yeah but he yeah that's what I'm saying but he also so did the same thing because like we didn't know Shook until he started you know popped out the curtain that's true that's true like it's the same thing with Vince I was as a kid I always thought Jack Tunney was the president of WWF yeah same actually and, you know popped up so like are you a fan of when and now you know Tony Khan does the same thing obviously Billy Corgan. Like, are you a fan when promoters do that? Or, like, um, I'm going to say no. Okay. Break uh, it down. I have to think about it. <clears throat> but, uh, 
you know, I'm like, Vince did a great job of it with, with his Google Stone Cold, and it made sense. Uh-huh. Um, but that was lightning in a bottle. Okay. Like, the, if the Bret Hart thing didn't happen, yep. it wouldn't have made sense. And if okay. Stone Cold wasn't there. Well, I was going to so, say, did he, did he, was there more him and Stone Cold feud or him and Bret feud? Which really, like, which one really, like, cashed well, him to, like, another echelon? Well, it started with him and Brett. And right. Like, that's that's really where it became known, like, because that's when Vince came out. And, but we like, talking about... But see, I thought it was more when the, the movie came out. But that's that's still part of that same... that That's that night. No, but the movie came out years later. Years later? Well, oh, Wrestling with Shadows came out when Brett was in WCW, correct? I feel like it came out before he got there. He wasn't still on the contract with the WWF. No, was he? But they they filmed that while he was okay. there. No, yeah, obviously, but it didn't get shown to like it was on VHS till I thought he was in WCW or even after like you know when Owen passed. I thought it was like much later. No, I don't the screw job was not. The screw job was ninety seven. I thought the the movie came out like ninety nine, ninety eight, ninety nine. Well, let's find out. Mm-hmm. When did Wrestling with Shadows release? <clears throat> December twentieth, nineteen ninety eight. Okay, so yeah, uh, a, a whole year. So, so yeah, but that's like perfect timing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, actually, I think that all coincides because yeah, that movie came out, and then that's when uh, the next year was when McMahon anointed The Rock, I think, as corporate champion. Yep. As yeah, because that's when. Yeah, because that was right after because Survivor Series Deadly Games when The Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. So at this point, you know, that whole year has been Vince ramping up. Yep. And like being like the guy pulling the strings. Yep. And uh, and I think it made sense with Austin as the antagonist or the protagonist, I guess. Yep. Um, because it's like, yeah, Austin's the anti-authority guy, like, and, you know, represented all the blue-collar workers who are tired of their bosses. Yep. And now it's like, wait, we know Vince is the boss. It's not Jack Tunney. And not only do we know Vince is the boss, we know he's screwing the boys. Well, Jack Tunney was long gone by then, though. Mm. Yeah, Gorilla Monsoon, I feel like, was uh, was the president at that time, right? I don't know. Was Gorilla even with the company during that in 99, 98? Let's find out. I felt like he passed away, like, early 2000s. Which means he could have been with the company in 99, 98. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, yeah, it's funny, like, with the whole screw job thing, like, like you said, lightning in the bottles. I always thought it was cheesy after when they tried to do, like, the fake screw type jobs. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this ain't authentic. You're just trying to recapture a moment that, like, you can never do again. I mean, you can, but, like, what wrestler, like, the the thing that worked with with Brett because like he really like not like I want to say like believe believe but like you know what I'm saying like how, how do I explain it like Brett took his craft like that seriously uh-huh. like where like if you did screw the finish like you'd be like yeah rightfully angry about it you know what I'm saying I got you. yeah like he was that into his character that you know 100% compared to like 
So like if you did like a screw job, you know, with somebody that didn't have that like in depth like being with their character, it wouldn't look the same. Right, right. And with the fallout, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like if that was Nash, Nash would have just shrugged his shoulders, but like, ah, all right. Yeah, right. And just went to the back and yeah, did you know, did their thing. But like like I said, since Brett ended with the whole Hart family, like that whole lineage, that was actually a perfect story. When you think about it, the whole ninety seven Montreal screw job, like that was like obviously they didn't plan that uh like, you know, as like a cohesive, but like how that off like turned out, like that's like wrestling one on one, like kayfabe to the kayfabe. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. Like there was so much ingredients put into that whole thing. Like, and then with the movie, like, I mean, goodness gracious, like that's like perfect wrestling so proper. <laughs> like, right. There's no other. I feel like there's no other story that storyline that's that cap- captivating as well as that. Like, oof. <laughs> I, I don't disagree. Um, it was the first time and probably only time where you can actually say that wrestling was like real, real. That wasn't scripted. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like that was like the only time like it wasn't scripted and it worked out for like his best. No, I, I feel you on that. And uh, and I guess I gotta ask like so what are you what's your opinion on like the uh, promoters being being in the front? I don't like it. Um, I think it's sort of like sort of corny at this point. Yeah. Like, especially when you got now too, you know, more with with TK, uh, you know, they're all on social media with the Twitter fingers and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Corgan Corgan doing as much. Vince only did it for like PR purposes. Uh, he seldom ever like got his, you know, his feelings about it. But yeah, I, I, and the same thing with like even ECW with uh, Heyman. I thought, I was, yeah, you need to. I don't need to see you. You know what I'm saying? I got. But you. then again, Heyman wasn't as visible, but you knew he was there. Right. Right. You know. You know, as Paulie dangerous uh, with the with the phone. Now I guess you can even say, well, was Cornette ever? Out there, um, you know, as the owner of Smoky Mountain. Yeah, and then like cause I know he would manage, you know, the what's that tag team? Uh, the Express, the Midnight, yeah, Express. Midnight Express. Yeah. Later, the new Midnight Express. Yeah, like, but other than that, it was mostly Vince. Oh, and, and obviously Bischoff. Uh, we, we've got to him. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, even Bischoff, I thought it was corny with the whole NWO. Like, I didn't think he just like. To be on t- TV, oh no doubt. Like he really didn't add a whole lot to the stable, other than like, oh, it's Eric Bischoff. Yeah, now nah, for him it was he gets to wear his leather jacket, and be cool with the yep. boys finally. Yeah, and I can cut some fourth wall promos. You know what yeah. I mean? Like basically, yeah, trying to out big man Vince, <laughs> which you could never do. No, um, yeah, as I was gonna say, who will come the closest? Out the other ones, uh, I'm mean, the Billy... closest probably would be Bischoff. I don't. I don't well, okay. Because I, I don't you, know you who really... else. Like TK is not even anything like Vince. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think he could get there? You think he could? I mean, he. That's not his personality. TK, like I don't a know. Boy, he's hugging wrestlers and crying. And... That's the thing. Do you think that could, he can turn that? Uh, not maybe he can turn that, but you think the fans can turn that into like a. Irritation and that make it into a heel, like an annoying heel. 
No, because I just don't think it's his his personality. Okay. So I think the that's whole... where the problem comes in. Like, you know, okay. I can't picture Vince McMahon hugging a wrestler and crying and being like, oh, I'm so happy you're here. Like, I mean, he's done that, and but that was more like guys that he's been in business with for like 40 plus years, you know, 30 plus years. Yeah, that's a whole different ball of wax. Yeah. And do you think that's really Vince's personality, though? Um, or do you think I he think just hammed it up? I, I think he hammed it up, but I think a bit, though, that's his personality. Okay. You, you hear the stories about him flipping out about people sneezing and sneezing. What? Yeah. Oh, he's a germaphobe. He's a germaphobe, and apparently he hates sneezing. Um, well, there's a lot of germs when you do sneeze. Th- there's a lot of germs, and uh, <laughs> it's an involuntary, like bodily thing, and he gets like really mad about it. Uh, <laughs> even, if you, even if you like cover your mouth, like even if you like sneeze in your arm, doesn't matter. Wow. Um, Paul Heyman has a great story actually about yeah. uh, he had been waiting days to like he had like this awesome storyline planned and he wanted to tell Vince about it and he finally yeah. gets Vince and he's like alright they're there with the writers and yeah. Heyman's like telling Vince like the storyline and Heyman's like I can see it in Vince's eyes he, he's buying it he, he's loving it he's like and then all of a sudden one of the writers sneezed and I, <laughs> I just see the look in Vince's face this look of disgust and I know the storyline's never happening now uh, yeah, but Vince has to sneeze too. So uh, does he like himself when he sneezes? Apparently, he doesn't. Like, apparently, it's a big thing of his that he conquers his sneezes. <laughs> but that's not safe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of things Vince does probably aren't safe. Yeah, you you sneeze to get the, to technically get like whatever germs that's like in your body to, to leave. Well, that's not how. Like, it's like it's operate. like it's like going to the bathroom, like. You have to go to the bathroom to get bacteria out of your body. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad as a man on another level. I guess so. I guess so. But, um, all right. Well, good to know. So, so if we're ever in Vince's presence, never to sneeze. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, and covering some, some just fun factoids. Yeah. Uh, we found out this week from Freddie Prince Jr. Uh, okay. He's been doing the, I don't know if he's been doing the rounds on different podcasts. Or okay. I've just been reading different articles with clips from the same podcast. <laughs> but uh, number one, apparently he was in talks with. Uh, so, so I guess first we have to say Freddie Prince Jr. is starting his own wrestling company. Oh, no. Uh, yes. Yep. So that he, has, he has the money for it. Uh, apparently he's putting it together. All right. Uh, he thinks he's going to have it all together within the next 18 months. Oh, really? Yeah. So, uh, in less than two years. Yeah. Oh, that's quick. Right? And uh, he must have been working on this for a while, I'm guessing. Um, for, and he's now just coming out and talking about it. Yeah. Um, but apparently, uh, he had been in talks with and had Killer Cross to be his guy. Really? He's going to be his inaugural heavyweight champion. Oh, so much for that. And, uh, yes, yep. And uh, it's funny, actually. He said that um, in this interview, he said when he saw Triple H was taking over, yep, he had a feeling that that Triple H would want Cross there. And he said he had actually started writing a text message to Cross to be like, "Hey, like you know, I know there's a lot going on over in WWE. And, yep. you know, I don't have you on paper yet. Like you've got to do what's best for you." Yep. And they decided to delete the text. He was like, "No." He's like, "You know what? Like I'm jumping ahead of the gun and everything else." said then uh, a couple days later he gets a call from Cross well he gets a text from Cross saying hey we need to talk 
<laughs> and, uh, and he said he, he knew right then what it was. Yeah. And, uh, apparently Cross called him and said, hey, like, they want to talk to me. Cross called him on a Thursday night saying, hey, they want to talk to me. Yeah. And uh, Prince was like, talk to them. Like, you know, like, I can't give you what they can. And uh, and as he put it, he was like, you didn't grow up wanting to be the Freddie Prince heavyweight champion. You grew up wanting to be the WWE heavyweight champion. Yeah, rightfully uh, so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then the next night, Cross was on SmackDown. <laughs> but, uh, Crazy. Yeah. But, but uh, I'm surprised also, like, what's it about Killer Cross that, like, people just, like, oh, I'm going to gravitate towards the man. He's the guy, man. If I was running the company, he'd be my yeah. champion too. Okay. From uh, what like aspect though? Like look, promo, in ring, like all of it. Okay, he can be he can, he can, he can be mainstream. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, all right. I, I I loved him the moment I set eyes on him. It was love at first sight. I became like a young puppy. <laughs> <laughs> And I didn't even know he, he had a tie with Scarlett at that point. Because uh, at that point, he was with Impact. And they both were, but they weren't working together. Okay. Scarlett was doing backstage, like, interviews, basically. Okay. Um, and Cross was, like, the hired assassin for different wrestlers. Okay. Who trained him? Where's he uh, coming out of from? Disco Inferno. Really? Yes. All right. So Disco uh, on his podcast and calling in, I take it give gives him high regards, thumbs up. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay. Where's Disco train out of? Las Vegas. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Where uh, he is the manager of a strip club. Oh, for real? Yeah. Yep. That's his. Uh, that's his full time gig, as he says, and that's why he doesn't take uh, very many wrestling bookings. Well, I want to show too if he's like can still go in the ring. Yeah, he says he's great shape, can still go, and you know okay. he'll he'll occasionally work some of the Vegas Indies, okay, or, or something close by. Um, but he says his paid time off from work he has to use to visit his mom in Georgia. Oh, okay. And uh, which definitely can respect that. Yes, yes. What did you think of uh, Disco as uh, back in WCW days? I honestly never thought much of him at that time. I thought he was kind of a goof. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, that's what the gimmick, that's what the gimmick, you know, uh, asked for. But what did you think of uh, his in-ring uh, abilities? So at the time from, you know, teenage eyes. Yep. Um, I just thought he was a goof. I didn't think much of his in-ring. I didn't think much of him at all. Okay. Um, but now as a uh, adult and as someone who's been in the wrestling business, I understand how good he was. Okay. And why he's like, been the places he has okay um so yeah so now disco uh what about conan um it's funny as a well i'm like i guess i'd have to start with my first introduction to him was max moon (laughs) yeah yeah and i thought max moon was dope okay um i like the jetpack the whole deal um and then Conan and NWO Black and Red was really the next I remember. I don't remember Lucha Conan in WCW. Okay. Um, so really the Black and Red is the next thing I remember. Okay. And um, I thought that was cool. Hey, Odalay! Actually, wasn't he... And for, before he was in the NWO, wasn't he uh, the US champ for a hot second? I believe he was. Okay. 
I like his finisher though, the Tequila Sunrise. Yes. The it was basically what was it, STF. Um, I think so. Something but he like did it in a different way. He like went around the legs, in all sorts of directions. <laughs> right. But then he turned. I, I I wish he kept that because then I think his finisher was uh, NWO was that rolling. He did that that somersault clothesline off the yes. ropes. Yep. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan of that one much. No, agreed, agreed. And uh, I'm watching now a uh, video breakdown of the Tequila Sunrise. Yep. And uh, I'm really curious. This looks like it's at some indie show. Conan's like in street clothes. Um, but yeah, that's a nice little move. I gotta, I gotta incorporate this into my arsenal now that I'm watching this. Cause I'm that's a good. Well, hold on. All right, good segue. What? Since that's that was one of his finishers, and a lot of people use people finishers. Uh, what finishers do you think should you know like how uh, in, the, in the sport sporting world, people when they retire, they uh, especially the Hall of Famers, um, they retire their jersey, you know, for their number to no longer be used. What do you think for finishers should be have that same same thing? You know, what finisher should be retired and nobody else can use ever again? Before I answer that question, yep, uh, it's, you brought up jerseys being retired. Did you hear about the Miami Heat controversy? Nope. So, um, all right. Are they retiring, retiring another Jordan jersey? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> not the case, actually. This is about a jersey they are not retiring. Yep. So, uh, Bill Russell, NBA legend, recently passed away. Yes. All right, please. Yes, um, Celtics great. Definitely, all uh, of fame legend. Yes, all time, all time yes. great. Yeah, eleven championships. Right. I think what nine as a player, what two as a coach, two oh, as a player coach, to player coach, correct. Which uh, is unheard of, <laughs> right? <laughs> Although, from what I understand, that's basically what LeBron James is on the league. Hysterical. <laughs> but uh, LBJ, right? But tying it all in together so yep. uh, with his passing the NBA has decided to retire his jersey like the whole yep. week yep Miami Heat won't do it why who's number six for the Heat LeBron James oh well had, had they like Le, well, have they asked LeBron like hey can we retire this um, I don't know if they talked to LeBron at, about it at all yeah they should reach out to him because yeah. I imagine he'd be cool with it he probably would, but Heat management doesn't care. Um, and and I, I, I get where the Heat's coming from. Okay. You got to think about it. Number one, the Heat wasn't even a team when Bill Russell was playing. Right. And then number two, LeBron James brought them their first championship. No, what are you talking about? They won the championship with Dwayne Wade uh, Shaq. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. Yeah, D-Wade got four rings. Yeah, yep. That's two right. with LeBron and two with Shaq. Was it two with Shaq? No, one with Shaq. One with Shaq. One on his own, right? I believe so. Yeah. Or maybe it was because right, LeBron has four, but one with the Lakers, two with the Heat, and one with uh, Cleveland. So, yeah, yeah. So, either, yeah. But, yes. Yeah, <laughs> regardless. Right, 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 but that's yeah, so strange though that the heat of Pat Riley's being stingy. <clears throat> yeah, 
But uh, hopefully, you know, cool. Hopefully, they come to some sort of agreement because they should retire the jersey due to, especially especially Bill Russell, what he did in and out the, uh, you know, uh, stadiums. You know, because he was a, you know, big into social justice as well uh, during during the time. I think there was, there was an infamous photo like I want to say it was like him, Kareem, Jim Brown, Muhammad Ali. Uh, I forget who else was like the during the civil rights era like of the leading you know black athletes were like there's like a big picture of them like either signing something or some I forget what the the history is behind the photo but yeah they they should retire the man's jersey yeah yeah because he went through a, he went through a lot especially during the old Celtics days like no doubt. like where like craziness was like at a rampant <laughs> yes yeah no you're right it's uh, like I said I see both sides of it I really do yeah yeah. Um, so I'm like, it's a tough one. Well, and, but yeah, we'll see how it all plays out. Hopefully, yeah. everybody's able to come to a satisfactory right, right uh, agreement. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, what do you think for um, wrestling finishes? What what should what should have that same acclaim? So here's here's my hot take on this. I'm curious to see your yep. opinion. Yep. I don't think any wrestling finisher should be retired. Okay, why Why not? I'm like, you got to leave stuff for for the next generation to do. Yeah, but shouldn't the next generation come up with their own instead of, uh, you know, trying to be like the next man or woman? You can only come up with so many things, though. I mean, like, just as an example. What do you mean? Yeah. My final flash, the full Nelson sit-out face buster there. Yep. That's original. I made that up. I invented that in the ring. There you go. But that's the only thing original that I do and have ever done. Everything else <laughs> is, is stolen. But then, okay. Oh, well, would you feel any type of way if somebody, you know, uh, janked that from you? I would. Okay. Uh, and in fact, uh, who who does a version of it? Oh, now I can't think of who it is. It was a big indie name not too long ago. Um, mm-hmm. They did a version of it. But uh, with theirs, they they pick the guy up. So oh, okay. They, so they get him in the full Nelson, and then they pick him up, and then they do it. And I'm okay. like, oh, I'm like that's kind of like mine, but it's also very different. Okay. 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 All right. Um, I, I saw them on the opposite side. I'm still on the opposite side of the coin. Like I, I think some should be retired because like some just have that legendary person behind it like they were able to you know pump up that you know to push that finisher to like heights of that you know super please please give famous. me an example um sharpshooter but his thing so yep. sharpshooter Bret Hart did that Owen Hart did that Sting was doing the scorpion death lock the rock was yep. doing the scorpion death lock like so how do you retire but when you say sharpshooter whose name comes here who, whose name comes first in your head? Brett the Hitman Hart. There you go. But I'm like, I feel but like is if, the sharpshooter different than the Scorpion Deathlock? But I feel like if if uh, if there's a name attached to it, like that's been you know doing it for like the dawn of time, like it should like retire when that 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 wrestler calls it, you know, puts their boots up. Obviously, Sting's still wrestling, so you really can't retire the Scorpion Deathlock. And is the Scorpion Deathlock different than the Sharpshooter? Yeah, I would say so. I, I think so. Vin, uh, not Vince. I think Brett's is deeper. 
uh, when when he uh, arches the opponent's back. Okay. Compared to Sting, but then I think Sting's taller too. Yeah, Sting's taller. Yeah, so it, it looks like he's coming from like more of a standing position where like Brett is like pretty much sitting on your back. I got you. You know. Um, but then again, there's other movies I think that should just be retired because they're uh, spam too much. AKA the Canadian Destroyer. I uh, agree with that. Super kicks. <laughs> Super kicks. I don't mind as much. They do get used too much. Because also we like do also too like with finishes. If everybody's using it, it loses its luster. Yes. You know what I'm saying. So that's why I think also they should be retired to keep the mystique alive. Like I think I think it was uh, Jake the Snake was saying how like the DDT. You know the way he did it made it so, look so devastating compared to now it's like a transition move you know what i'm saying yes <clears throat> i'd agree with that and uh jake's ddt you know he uh well, well jake understood the theatrics of wrestling I, i'm about to let people in but even raven is even the even flow was nasty yeah okay it was, a, it was a different it was a different variation of jake's ddt like raven i think he fell more on his back right yeah Cause it, it looked more flatter compared to I think Jake's he like curled the person's neck down more so there was like it looked like so Ravens looked like he, you went face flat against the ring when you fell Jake looked like he was like trying to drive your head through like the canvas yes yep I'd agree <clears throat> and uh, Jake understood the theatrics of wrestling right because um, a lot of a lot of wrestling is just about the, the action and the movement Right. Um, a great example I will give to everybody. Uh, if y'all don't want to be spoiled about how some wrestling stuff works, close uh, close your ears for the next 30 seconds. Yeah, we're but, getting behind the curtain. Yeah, we're about to get behind the curtain. <clears throat> um, the When I do a shoulder tackle, yep. and such a basic move, you know, run off the ropes, shoulder to shoulder, bow. But uh, if I'm giving one, when I give it, I come down and then move my hands up after I- I've hit it because it okay. just makes it look like more is happening wait wait say that again yeah yep so as I'm as I'm coming into the guy I come okay. down like I kind of crouch down a little bit okay and then come up once once we've made shoulder to shoulder contact I'm uh, coming up and I'm moving okay. my hands up um, like throw your but, hands in the air do you do a, a mini jump or do you no jump. Take that. Okay, all right. I got you. I got you. Just, just my body comes up a little bit after coming down, and I put my hands up in the sky, so it looks like there was a lot that just happened. Like, whoa! I just drove my whole body through the guy. Okay. Okay. But it's all it's all just for the appearance of it. Right, right for the theatrics, like you said. Yes. Yep. Okay. And so right. Jake's DDT, he had two big things going. He he swung his leg. And he swung his hand. He'd bring his hand up and slap it down on the guy's back. So you're seeing a lot of, action, uh, a lot of movement. Right, right, right. All, all fluid. Yes. Right, 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 right. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you, I, I, we're in both agreements that they need to retire. <laughs> I, I, I don't agree that they need to retire it. I, I, I feel people either need to just do it better and give it the proper homage that it deserves like if you're gonna do a DDT it should be as good as Jake's and it should be a finisher or better yeah or better right but all right if you can't then you shouldn't do it yeah so okay all right yeah because I was gonna say it's funny 
like not a lot of people I don't see like do you see a lot of <clears throat> pedigrees being used as finishers or rock bottoms or Hogan's leg drops or uh uh trying to do, even like the uh the jackhammer nah well maybe not the jackhammer but it's, you'll see a lot of it seems like more of these new moves are being spammed more than anything span, like the Spanish flag obviously the Canadian destroyer super kicks um uh uh, spears. Um, trying to think of other stuff. Uh, not a lot. Of, not a lot of submission moves. More high impact moves. I'd Power agree. bombs. And uh, I guess my thought on that part of it is probably like like just using Hogan's leg drop as an example. Yeah. One, we we've learned now all the damage that that does to your body. Right. And two, it's not going to look that look look as good from someone that's not six foot eight and three hundred pounds. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, if Brock Lesnar did it, though, would it look impressive? Possibly. Okay. Possibly. And plus, but also, would people be like, that's Hulk Hogan's finisher, too? Like, yeah, since that's so an uh, iconic if, person. Well, if it's big boot and leg drop. <laughs> but, I mean, if someone just landed a leg drop, no one's even going to think of Hogan. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, yeah, that's true. Uh, what about uh, the figure four? Ric Flair. Do we, do we retire that? Or do we keep that as a finisher? <laughs> that's a tough one, honestly. Because um, there is a part of me that's like, oh, that should be retired for Flair. <laughs> um, well, unless you're, unless you're Charlotte. Charlotte does the figure eight. The figure eight, yes, too. But that is, like, family. So, like, if you have any, like, you know, DNA resemblance to the previous owner <laughs> of the pool, maybe you can allow to do it as, you know, homage so if Conrad Thompson becomes a wrestler, can can he do it? No, nah, because he has no DNA to the Flair family. That's not Rick's child. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, it's a son-in-law. That's not. There's no. There's no DNA though. <laughs> it's different you. chromosomes. He's not Matt Morgan. The DNA. But like, DNA. say, say if uh, you know, if, if Rock's daughter, I, I don't know what her 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 wrestling name is, uh, Ava, but she could do, um, Ava something. Yeah, she can do the rock bottom. Okay, she I can do you. the people's elbow. I got you. You know what? There are certain moves I think that are just so iconic and yeah. tied in. Because once you mention the people's elbow, I'm like, yeah, no one should be doing that. <laughs> that yeah, that'd be terrible. Well, I mean, well, like you said, if they, with the big boot, it'd be bad if they took the elbow pad off. Maybe if they did with, you know, if they didn't have to take the elbow pad off motion, you know, you wouldn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you're <laughs> dropping an elbow on somebody, right? It's all about the theatrics, like you said, with back going to Jake the Snake. But you're right. You're right. Which more fo- most guys should, or you know, uh, performers, uh, you know, girls and guys, they should get back to the theatrics of like this subtle detail of my finisher makes it mine. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and unfortunately, not enough wrestlers understand these things. Because um, <laughs> in my own right. dealings with people. Yeah, uh, I can't tell you how many times I. Uh, so when I was using my uh, game over knee for my finisher, yeah, yep. I tell people like, put your hands um, almost like, like imagine you're crossing your arms, okay, and then like raise it up like in front of your mouth, okay. And I tell people position yourself like that. I'm gonna come in with the knee, boom. Okay. I'm like I'm gonna hit you right there, and I'm like wave your hands in the sky like big. Okay. And I can't tell you how many wrestlers will be like, oh, like you don't need to tell me how to sell a knee. And I'm like, but I do. Because you don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's terrible. And I'm telling them for two reasons. 
I'm telling yep. them one to protect themselves because I'm coming in with a live round. So I'm okay. like, if your if your hands aren't in front of your face, my knee is connecting with your jaw. You might go out. Like, okay. uh, so, so I'm letting them know that first. Yeah, but all, you're not like, going full. You're not going 100 percent steam at them though. To like, I am. Oh, well, should you like dial it back a little bit? No, they should protect themselves because I'm letting them know ahead of time. It'd be different if I didn't. If I was just like, oh, my finisher is a knee. Like, you know, okay. and I didn't say anything. Okay. okay. But like, I'm letting them know, like, to protect them. Like, this is how you got to take it and how to sell it to make it look bigger. Because I'm like, if you don't sell it like that, then it's just like a, a flat knee. Okay. Okay. And on uh, percentage wise, how many guys have actually took heed and made it look how it's supposed to look and how many fell, you know, short of making it look decent? Yeah, I think one person has taken it well, and everyone else. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah. Well, sh- shout out to who? Who's that person? I, I don't recall honestly. Who, who That's that even worse. Was. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, terrible. But you know what? I will shout out to Dante Dio. Okay. Because uh, he was the first person I did it on, and before yep. I knew that they had to sell it a certain way. Yep. And uh, so I busted him up pretty good. Uh, oh. Put his put his teeth through his lips. Oh my goodness! Well, shouldn't you though, as like a performer though, to you know, you gotta keep your guys safe. You know what I'm saying? Yes, um, <laughs> and that's why I learned a very valuable lesson that day. <laughs> yeah, but aren't you still aren't you still running at them full speed though? Still? Yeah, but now I tell them to put their hands up. Yeah, but shouldn't you like brace the there for the impact as what well? like not you know go full force with your knee. <laughs> no, because like if as long as their hands there, they're fine. But what if their hands is what if it's too much still too much power even with their hands that you're throwing at their face? No, nah, because once once I connect, yeah, I, I'm pulling back. Oh, okay. The okay. second I make contact, I, I'm pulling back. Oh, okay. I got gotcha, you. I got. Gotcha. Okay, you do that even without their hands. No. Nah. Once you make contact with their jaw, because because I mean, there's just too much that could go wrong there. You sound like you want to hurt somebody. That's <laughs> you trying. You trying to, you know, yeah. You trying to take folks out. No, no, no. If I was trying to take folks out, I wouldn't tell them ahead of time. I would just be like, "Oh yeah, brother." Ah <laughs> oh, goodness, ah oh, goodness. <laughs> I tell them ahead of time because I want it to look as good as possible. Okay. You know. Okay. But still be as safe as possible at the same okay. time. Okay. Uh, what I, I like to tell guys before uh, before a match, you know, yep. before the music hits, we're about to go out the curtain. I, I usually look at my opponent, give him a fist pound, and I say, yep. "Let's keep it safe but spectacular." Okay. Yeah, let's, let's not get too crazy out there. Yeah. Yep. But it's at the same time, make it look, you know, look as good as it can. And uh, I actually stole that line. I believe I stole that from Michael P.S. Hayes. Oh. Who, uh, for the first ladder match um, or the first TLC match I'm sorry uh, he, he got those those teams together and told them let's keep it safe but make it spectacular okay okay which was a classic match that leads Hardys and Edge and Christian yes which everyone forgets Edge and Christian won that yep was that a Mania uh, pay-per-view the first one was at a SummerSlam oh okay okay the second right, one cool. was at a Mania have you ever done a ladder match? I have not. And that's the okay. second time in the past 24 hours I've been asked that question. 
Really? Yes. Did you do a ladder match? For the right company. Okay. Okay. For the right company. And with the ladder match, the uh, boys and girls were about to go behind the curtain again. Uh, would you call it in the ring or would you plan it out in the back? That, that you got to plan out. Like, okay. <laughs> from second to second. Macho Man, <laughs> WrestleMania 3. Okay. Oh, oh. The week before. All right, what spot number seventy-two? <laughs> oh, that's what that's what they did. Uh, well, that's what Macho Man did. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Ricky Spoon well, I know. Well, I didn't know. I thought Macho was like the type that call. It, I know DDP was the type to call it uh, in the back. Cause, like he was like be like extensive. I, I heard with his um, you know, let's do this, let's do that. Yeah, I heard uh, DDP would have like notebooks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you saying uh, Mach too? At least for WrestleMania three. Uh, well, it worked yeah. out then because that's the most like held, you know, match in regard from the pay per view. Yeah, yeah. They're, you know, everyone talks about that as one of the greatest matches of all time. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, Steamboat said like it was like a week before and like Savage would call him up and be like, all right, like, what do we do here? <laughs> like, <laughs> have that whole thing like planned out. But you say the same thing you have to do with the ladder matches. You, you couldn't freestyle that? Yeah, no, there's too much that could go wrong, too much danger. Well, I mean, I mean, as long as you know the finish, like, couldn't you just, like, improvise a match around the ladder? Like, that's what it's there for? No, you can't improvise with the ladder, though. That's the thing. Like, everybody needs to know what's happening and what, you know, <laughs> if the ladder's coming at you, you got to know exactly why and how. And, or if you're climbing that ladder and getting thrown off of it, you need to be ready for that. But Okay. But, yeah, but you, you can't, like I said, call that in the ring, though. Like, no, all right, you'd be like, all right. You know, you do some chain moves, blah, blah, blah. And then you do your, like, this behind-the-curtain type stuff. But, you know, you little whispers and the, you know what I'm saying? You're like, all right, we're going to, you know what I'm saying? I, I know exactly what you're saying, but, yeah. And you still ladder, can't do that? Yeah. Not with, not with a ladder involved. I didn't think the ladder was that much of a deterrent. It, it definitely. I mean, you know, okay. you're talking okay. a 20-foot piece of steel. That, well, is the ladder gimmick or is it a work ladder, like, that they typically use? Both. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna speak for everywhere that's not WWE. Okay. It's a legit ladder. Okay. In WWE, I know of at least one time they spray painted um, some wood ladders to look metal. Really? Yes. I know at least one time they did that. I don't know how often they've done that, but I've seen it fairly recently. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. And, um, if you there wasn't a ladder match, would you prefer singles or um, triple threat? Ladder match? Yep. Um, I would prefer... Oh, that's a good question, actually. My gut says singles because there's less okay. chaos. Yep. But I'm like, oh, triple threat probably can spread out the damage better. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, cool. Um, well, since we're getting close to our, our time period... Um, since uh, you didn't have a and we match to cover the U.S. championship, uh, well, that could be part two. There we go. Next week we'll get I... more in depth, folks. So they get get your popcorn ready because we are gonna yeah the U.S. championship. It, yeah, be uh, August. Well, like I said, August is gonna be a little. We're gonna have a special August because uh, you know uh, towards the end of the month to close out this hot, 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 hot summer, we might have a special guest. I don't know if we want to pop that. You know, court just yet, or announce a little later uh, in the month. But um, 
you have a show in the next two weeks. Uh, yeah. up. August twenty sixth. Yep. Well, well, it's a big show. Because uh, it's city a big rumble. city Yeah, big city rumble. Yup. Um, summertime and the living is easy. Summertime. Uh, summer, summertime. Oh, what was that uh, sublime song? Oh, uh, yeah. Summertime and the living's easy. Yeah, man. <laughs> right? Yeah. It old and, and you are going for the heavyweight title. Yes. Uh, I will be going one-on-one with world-class Channing Thomas for the NCW. I was about to say NWA. Uh, <laughs> for the NCW heavyweight championship. Yes. And uh, Osiris will be uh, at his best, ready to uh, do some damage. Um, it's it's been interesting. Um, we've got uh, I've completely well, well, you know, we'll just quickly kind of break things down. Those that have been yep. listening for a while might realize yep. or might have noticed yep. that uh, Osiris used to host or used to co-host uh, the show, and he hasn't been here the past few weeks. It's been me, uh, GA West. Um, uh, co-hosting and the reason for that is because Osiris uh, he is just in this space right now uh, training. He, yeah he's in training he's getting intense um, this is the, the most intense I've ever seen him uh, he's basically living in the basement uh, eating rats uh, I don't know if he's actually eating rats but, <laughs> well and be. this is this is uh, 180 for him because uh he originally, what was it? A, before the pandemic, was the champ and was rightfully, not rightfully, non rightfully uh, stripped of his belt, I believe. Not stripped, but okay. uh, screwed out of the title by That's Brett, Ryan Gosling. There you go. There you go. So, yeah, uh, he definitely has, uh, you know, some uh, wrongs to right. He does. Um, and he was hoping that Brett Ryan Gosling was going to be the man that uh, he took that belt off of. Yep. But Channing Thomas beat Brett Ryan Gosling. Yep. And, uh, you know, so, all right. Who, he who holds the belt is the, the man that must go down. Yeah. I mean, as long as the belt's up, that's all that matters. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, so, but, yeah, uh, Osiris is at his dastardly. Uh, most evil uh, right now and uh, just training non-stop um, consisting on a strict carnivore diet uh, he is yeah he's just doing it all he's doing the most so if fans want to catch the big O in action they can uh, check out the NCW website to check out location and bell times but it's also uh, being held uh, in Denim Mass uh, yes. They can't uh, in timely fashion. And it's also, what's the bell time? 7.30 p.m. 7.30 p.m. August 26th, Dedham, Mass. And, uh, yeah, should be a good time. Big City Definitely. Rumble. Definitely. And uh, I'm actually going to let everyone know that's listening. Uh, if, you, if you are interested in going, I would recommend going to the NCW.com and buying your tickets now. Uh, oh, you can Tickets ahead of time? Yes, you can get tickets ahead of time. VIP tickets, I think, are still available, but very few, if any. 
What does VIP um, gain you? VIP gains you guaranteed uh, seating. Uh, okay. In the first two rows. Okay. And either two slices of pizza or a okay. walking taco. What's a walking taco? A walking taco is a. Uh, I want to say it's Fritos, but it might be Doritos. Okay. Um, I forget which one it is. It's one or the other. It's Fritos or Doritos. Okay. Uh, the 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 bag of them, like one of those, like you know, like a kid's bag, like that you take to lunch. Okay. Uh, filled with taco stuff, taco meat, oh. cheese, sour cream, lettuce, tomato. Wait, so you got to make the taco yourself? No, no, they give it to you, but it's all in that bag. Oh, okay. I'm trying to picture, but all right. So how many, ta- so you get multiple tacos then? No, nah, you, so, so truth be told, you don't really get any tacos. So uh, what, <laughs> I'm, like I said, I'm trying to picture the imagery. It's so hard to. Yeah, so, so with, picture, just picture, uh, and it's funny because I, I think you're, you're, you're probably picturing it being like, well, that doesn't sound appetizing. Right. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's literally just picture the, the kids, the kid size bag of chips. Right. With some taco meat in it, like just a scoop of taco meat, some sour cream. Like, so it's basically a bag of nachos. Now, oh, now okay. that we're talking it through, okay. I don't know why they're called walking tacos. Yeah, because I'm like, do you, eat it with a, yeah, do you eat it with a spoon? Like, what, like, what exactly does this thing look like? Yeah, I've never, I've never eaten one. Um, oh, okay. But I've all right. seen the fans enjoying them. All right. And, uh, yeah. By the time the show's over, they're always out, so I, I never get to have really? them. Really? Oh, so yeah. That, all right. Well, you did a good job on marketing it because I'm like interested now to have one. Yeah. <laughs> like a, a walking taco. Like, all right. All right. Yeah. It's a, and really, like, it's, I never questioned it until now. I'm like, <laughs> they should be called walking nachos. That's what <laughs> it's <is>. tacos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh goodness! <laughs> but uh, all right, cool. But they're they're very popular. Um, so so yeah, if you get a VIP ticket, you either get one walking taco or two okay. slices of pizza. Okay. Um, the pizza comes from Domino's. Okay. So uh, so yeah, so um, so that's the VIP status along with a guaranteed seat within the first two rows. Do you get uh, to take your seat home with you, WrestleMania? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, you do not. That would be, uh, be pretty wild. Uh, that's rough. I'm gonna talk to JC, JC Marks about that. Yeah, because I feel like they, they should do that for uh, <laughs> for one of their big shows. Like, but uh, and yeah, uh, a guy still pull the chairs, paint on Etsy. Right, a guy, a guy still coming out to uh, sell merch these days too. Yeah, oh yeah, right, yeah. cool, cool, cool. cool. Uh, yeah, a nice uh, not Polaroid because no Polaroid, but like. Uh, Camera Lady shot, Gaga's like, the lead selfie. director of Polaroid. Oh, so they're still doing Polaroids? Uh, the company still exists. Okay. I wasn't sure if people were taking phone pictures with their phones, you know, with guys in the back. Um, I mean, yeah, I haven't seen a Polaroid at a wrestling show in forever. Yeah. But with that being said, I know the company still exists. Polaroid as a company still exists. Lady Gaga's okay. like the lead director or something like that. Okay. Okay. But uh all right, all right, well. The VIP tickets do sound very enticing, so I uh, definitely recommend anyone and everyone if they want to get down for the most bang for their buck, might as well go for the VIP. Absolutely. Um, but if those are not still on sale, if those are already yep. sold out, you can still yep. get your general admission seating. And uh, I can say from uh, the last NCW show in Dedham, like it is worth getting your tickets early and it is worth getting to the show early because that line goes around the block. Oh, for real? Yeah. 
Woo! That um, the the crowd is hot for their NCW wrestling, and all I right. would have to assume the Big City Rumble will be no different. Okay, all right. Well, yeah, Denim was like, would, would you say for NCW for Denim, that's like their Philly for ECW? Yes. Okay. All right. No doubt. <clears throat> and would you say Osiris is one to help build the House of Denim? Absolutely. Okay. Um, you know, there, there's no question in that, and that's why uh, that this this run has been very interesting um, because Osiris had been a babyface uh, for so long. Uh, I mean, we're coming up on probably seven years, I think, now of Osiris as a babyface um, in, in NCW, and so coming off of that as and now being a heel. The, the crowd is split because um, there are some just diehard Osiris fans out there uh, at MCW and in Dedham in particular who doesn't matter what Osiris does, they, they, they are still behind him. Okay. So, uh, so the, the energy and atmosphere of this match should be pretty interesting. Okay. Alright, well, looking forward to it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, what's uh, today's water jug? Yeah, yeah, we've got a good one today, actually. Today's message. See you at the top. There you go. And that's you for uh, you know the, the, I stole from Michael Chandler, UFC fighter. Okay. Um, that's his catchphrase. See you at the top, and I like that because he's like he he's heading to the top, and he wants to see you there too. And uh, right. and I'm like I, I dig that that vibe because that that's my vibe. I'm heading to the top, and I want to see you there too. So that's why we say see you at the top. All right. Good, good, good. All right. Well, on that note, if you want to take us out. Yeah, man. We are. Hold on. We got a transition. Uh, letting people in on some inside baseball uh, with, the, with the podcast. So I usually record the podcast from the garage, but uh, I always close it out from the gym um, because that's where the ring bell is. So, <laughs> so we are now in the gym. And uh, we will close things out like we always do about this time. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. Uh, We love y'all. Y'all could be anywhere in the world right now. You are here. You are listening to us talk about Bill Russell and basketball. The U.S. Heavyweight (laughs) Championship, which we will talk more about next week. So get ready. Get psyched up for that. And we talked about the goings-on of the pro wrestling world. We didn't even talk about AEW this week and the return of CM Punk. Um, so uh, so next week, we'll also talk about that. There you <laughs> go. Because, <laughs> yeah, like I said at the start, this was a big week in wrestling. We, uh, we talked about a lot of random things, but it's all good. And so we will take it out. Love y'all. Have a great week. Great day. Great night. Great moment. Any of it. Hope whatever you're doing, you're doing it well. You're enjoying listening to us because we enjoy you listening to us. And uh, until next time. One, two, oh, hold up. Didn't like the sound on that one. <laughs> All right. Back to the original. Here we go. <laughs> for myself, for Mr. No Name, for Osiris, for Suge Knight. <laughs> and for all of you listening out there, have a good one. One, two, three. <laughs>